That's that's the inner monologue <laughs> when you watch a UFC match. They're like, dude, oh fuck yeah, I'm so not gay right now. <laughs> Off time jive. My name is Tyler Pino, and my name is Michael Holler. Now, um, I think before we get started, we should probably address the elephant in the room. Not, not, not literally speaking. Oh, you look very confused for a second. Sure. No, uh, I'm talking about Paris. Paris. Um, yeah. So, um, what exactly? I'm still kind of a bit in the dark. Other than there are multiple attacks going on. What? Uh, yeah. Is this ongoing? It's ongoing. Apparently there is a coordinated attack by the Islamic State right now uh, in Paris. At the time of recording, there are 128 casualties, over 100, uh, over 100 wounded, um, 100 people in critical condition, and just a lot of very frightened people right mm-hmm. now in Paris. So if, if you or have anyone you know listening from France... Mm-hmm. Um, our thoughts are with you. Uh, it's it's especially hard here, being that I, I work in this college position because we have a lot of international students from oh, France. Oh, sure, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and so there have been a couple instances where people would come to our office and they were very visibly mm-hmm. trying to hold it together, talking about, you know, they can't contact people or they have people who are visiting them from France. Sure. And now they can't go home. So, um it's pretty terrifying, um, especially living in a place like this, um, not just specifically in the, in the New Yorker, but in New York City. When you think about major urban centers where things like this happen from time to time, and it's, it's frightening. We haven't really had a whole lot in, in the wor- realm of Islamic terrorism in this country for a while, which is good. Um, but to hear that it happened in fucking Paris, man. And that it's still happening, um, you know, throughout the world. There was, um, I believe the same day, there was also an attack on Beirut. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, that's, you know, it's closer to that area of the world anyway, but, uh, it's just, you know, all of this shit. Fucking politics, man. Yeah, but from, from what I understand, there were multiple suicide bombers, um... A couple went off in restaurants. A couple, there one went off a by concert. a football stadium. Yeah, there was a concert. So it the seems concert. like they're 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 aiming for just densely populated areas. Well, this is what's frightening about it is it was a coordinated attack. Like usually when these things happen, like nine eleven for instance. I mean that was a coordinated attack as well, but it was it was you know one thing. It was isolated it was, almost. Yeah, and then it was done. It was it was it was carried out by a group of fifteen people, maybe. Um, I'm probably wrong on that, but it it does see it. Obviously, that was a wider scale in terms of the casualties, but it did just seem like one thing, and then it was over. This it's frightening because it's almost like an all-out war, um, which doesn't happen in Europe anymore. Um, not for a long time. 
uh, not in Western Europe anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fucking frightening, and to all of those people, yes, our hearts do go out. Um, Even Tyler, who has no heart. Well, you know, whatever's left of it. Just seeing the Snoopy movie. Um, but it's it's times like this where I I think it speaks volumes where just the sheer amount of people that you see. I mean, on Twitter you have you know the Paris attacks. A lot of people. Oh sure, are just, it's across the internet. Yeah, it's across. Looking the at internet, Amazon people, right now, and it says people are lending their support oh, in any way they can. Solidarite. Solidarite. Because there's a thing. I don't know. I don't speak French. Yeah, but um. But no, it's it it's this too where, I guess it's just the nature of what we talk about or who we are. But I was reminded of. A quote from this video game series called Mass Effect, which you don't play, mm-hmm. um, but I do. <laughs> and uh, one of the characters who was a side character, voiced by Lance Henriksen, who had a speech, and he said that they will terrorize our populations, but we must stand fast in the face of that terror. They will advance until our last city falls, but we will not fall. We will prevail. Each, is a, each of us will be defined by our actions in the coming days. Stand fast, stand strong, stand together. That was beautiful if anyone heard it over that Over the silence, yeah. yeah. Thank you all for joining us. We will continue with our regular scheduled programming mm-hmm. after this shot of cocaine. So, <laughs> other than Something that... Something fucking unbli- uplifting, for yes, fuck's sake. Other than that... Um, which was very ripe for you know comedy fodder. Uh, what what else is actually what's in the nerd news? Uh, well, have you heard of a screenwriter called Eric Wilkinson? Um, no. Well, you should now, because uh, you remember I I'm not sure if we reported on it fully, but I think we mentioned it and how disheartened we were about it. Uh, <laughs> they're making a Die Hard prequel. Oh yeah, okay. It's called Die Hard Year One. Because of course it would be. Why wouldn't it be that? <laughs> but um, but no, there was where a... he's just like a like a beat cop. Yeah, he's handing out uh, traffic violations. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole movie is him standing right here on Thirty Fourth Street directing traffic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the climax of the movie is that someone ignores him and just go, runs a red light, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, stop! I can't do anything. He's gone." Well, what is the, what's the established backstory in Die Hard? It's been so long since I've seen those movies. What what is the reason that he is this super cop? He's Did not. they ever explain it? No, he he's not a super cop. To, he's he's a he's a regular cop. He that, just happens to fuck his way into being fucking Batman. Yeah. Well, but quite literally now, because yeah, because now one. he is Batman. Um. No, but Eric Wilkinson is a screenwriter, and he actually what has he done. He actually went out of his way, and he bought a full-page ad in the Hollywood Reporter. Like you do. And it was just a wall of text, and it was him saying, "Listen, no one wants this to happen, but if you have to do this, this is my idea." So he bought a film pitch. He bought a full-page film pitch in the Hollywood Reporter. Wait, but was he already? Was this already in production? Yeah, this this is already. So he in production. already had the job. He's just like listening. No, to this isn't his job. He's not the screenwriter. He is a screenwriter. Okay. But he's just a die-hard fan of the series. 
I don't get it. You see what I and um, and and yeah, he, he bought a full page ad, basically like saying like, this is my idea. It, it, it's it's someone doing a good job in possibly the shittiest of circumstances. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I mean, if you read through it, I think it's a, if a diehard prequel has to happen. I think that this might be the best option. Sounds like something Max Landis would do. Not Die Hard, but it sounds like a Max Landis-esque move. Yeah. To buy a pitch and be like, hey, no one in particular, if I had to do this, this is the way, because he does that quite frequently with properties that he shouldn't has no has no, yeah, yeah, has no means of being in. Um, no, but his, his whole ploy was, if it has to be a prequel, we can cross-cut between him being an ordinary New York City cop and doing a regular detective job and failing miserably at catching some criminal. Mm -hmm. And it can be juxtaposed at the future or current Bruce Willis where he's now been set up for that murderer who escaped all those years ago and is now being put in prison. Now, in prison, there is a coordinated riot inside the prison and a hostage situation takes place or they capture all the guards and it's now John McClane who has to rescue these people basically like Die Hard 1. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, it's happening where? In a prison. In a prison. Yeah. Not in a mall. Not in a mall. That's that's Kevin Smith. Um, it's going to be a much better movie. <laughs> Die Hard in a mall. Um, and, but Eric Wilkinson said that uh, and quote, I want the old John McClane back. No surfing on trucks, no jumping off the wings of Harrier jets, no car chases with supersized short util- sport utility vehicles driving on top of traffic. Ordinary man, extraordinary circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that the diehard movies now lack. Like, I feel like now it's just... It's a fucking Batman movie is what it is. So who are they... Is there anyone attached to this yet? Uh, yes, there is a director attached to it. Um, I'll have his name here in a second. But he directed, I guess, more notably the evolution. No, the um, what the fuck were they called? I can't. What were the vampire and werewolf movies? The shitty ones. Underworld. Underworld. Yeah, Underworld Evolution. I think he did. Len Wiseman is his name. Okay. Uh, he has directed. Underworld, Underworld Evolution, Live Free or Die Hard, the the 2012 remake of Total Recall. Oh, uh, really? You know, that movie wasn't even terrible. It was just like, why would you make it? Which is yeah. probably how I feel about this movie. He's, I guess he's the go-to guy for that. <laughs> I mean, it's not awful, but why? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know who that movie plays to because everything that like you liked about Total Recall, all of like the kitschiness and like the super eighties cheese kind of stuff, it was taken out. All all the intrigue and suspense was also taken out. Sure, and when you take that, well, I I, yeah, kind of. I mean the the whole the whole fascination with the original Total Recall is like, well, fuck it, is it a dream? It's just like like, how does Arnold Schwarzenegger keep getting work? Yeah, he can't even speak English. (laughs) Well, I mean, apparently, like, his jobs are getting better and better. Have you seen Terminator Genesis twice? Like, he just spouted techno babble for two hours. Because if anyone's going to do that. <laughs> it's a man with a Jesus thick Christ. Austrian accent. Yeah. It will rewrite everything on a cellular level. Rubber baby baggy bumper. <laughs> Good fucking God. Um, oh, 
Um, yeah, so that's a movie that I probably won't see. That's a movie that I, I have no interest in. Yeah, it's just... A Die Hard prequel? I have no interest in a Die Hard sequel? <laughs> um, I mean, Die Hard was a fantastic movie. Yeah. I mean, John McTiernan but is it's the been, man. It's been like, diminishing returns, though, ever since. Yeah, like, Die Hard 2. Die Hard I'd, 2 was okay. Did, I didn't like it. Like, it, it felt like... For, for some, so the one for some reason, the stakes, yeah, the that yeah that was Die Hard was with a Vengeance. <clears throat> that was three. Die Hard with that an was, erection. That was yeah. That was well, of course, because Samuel Jackson and it was snakes in his pants. Um, that was also directed by John McTiernan. Uh, and I it think was that was fine. the best one next to one. I mean, I thought two was boring. I liked three. Uh, four was <laughs> was funny at least. Um. But four is still watchable. Five is just an egregious piece of shit. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you know, but five was actually what was filmed was the rejected script for four. Oh, good. Yeah, because originally, um, "Live Free or Die Hard" was supposed to be the idea and the script that they had for Die Hard Five. A good day to die. A good day to die hard is what it's called. Um, but that script was eventually rejected by the filmmaking crew because they thought it would be like bad so they took that idea and they ran with it um but yeah die hard prequel why is this happening who was asking why not man no one but that's how i feel about movies just in general now i I feel like not even the box office reflected that people want another die hard movie yeah you know no you're absolutely right like Die Hard 5 was a fucking catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Everyone hated that movie. Especially Bruce Willis. Especially Bruce Willis. He hates being in movies. That's why he's only Bruce Willis in movies. Apparently, uh, I've heard from several people that uh, him in this Misery show, and now I can't vouch for the validity of this because you know, I've heard it from just people who probably don't know shit, but apparently he's got um, like a like a little earpiece that where they have to feed him his lines. Really? Because he has trouble with acting. <laughs> um, I really want to see this show though. Oh my god! You think he's gonna wear like if the, if this is the case? You think he's gonna wear that earpiece like the entire time the show's on Broadway? Like he's just not gonna bother learning yeah, the lines not, he's at all. Never gonna learn them. Maybe. So like, what if the earpiece dies in like the last act? Just like, uh, <laughs> I don't see why. Excuse it me, and just walks off stage. Yeah. Or just, no, even better. In the last act, he just turns into John McClane. Right. He starts giving a speech about how he got the nickname Hudson Hawk. He's like, well, you see, there's a river called the Hudson River, and I grew up by it. So they call me the Hudson Hawk. Which was a thing that was actually in that movie. That was basically the excuse for it that they gave. Anyway. Anyway. But. Uh, so. Bruce, you know, when Bruce Willis is acting, though, like, it, it makes me happy. Like, I've I seen Looper, if, you, if you're familiar with that. I'm sure yeah. you've seen that. Yeah. Like, he acted in that movie. And it was great. Like, I thought it was great. It was a wonderful movie, great performances. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a great job at being young Bruce Willis. Jogo Lee? Is that what we're calling him? Is that? I don't know. Whoever does should die, because that's awful. I feel like that's something people would say. Probably the same people that used to use the term SoCal. 
Do they not say that anymore? I really hope they don't. Is that not a thing? It's fucking annoying. They say Soho, and you're fine with that. Yeah, it's because Manhattan pretentious is a different kind of Los it's a Angeles breed pretentious. Of pretentious altogether. It, it's yeah, it's like an elephant and an elephant whale. An elephant whale or elephant seal? Which one is it? I'm not good with aquatic life. Apparently life not. Aquatic. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, but anyways, in other in other movie news, um. We got another trailer for Star Wars. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I kind of don't want to at this point. Wait, are you talking about the international one? Uh, no, there was the international trailer. I feel like we're getting so then, many trailers for Star Wars now. Then there was a 30-second TV spot that I feel like had enough content to be an actual trailer. They released a featurette, like a behind-the-scenes featurette as well. At Comic-Con, wasn't it? Um, no, was I there another one? a new thing. And then they also released a uh, one-minute trailer as well uh which also has a bunch of new footage but mm-hmm. uh but no in other movie news i mean we're we're just gonna we're just gonna be inundated with star wars for the next month yeah you know that like it there's how many days until this movie comes out 29 more days Couple. 21 more, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard trying to avoid yeah. News for this movie. And so far, I feel like J.J. Abrams has done a good job with keeping everything under wraps. Being tight-lipped. Yeah, I mean, the first Star Trek movie was like that, where even when the last trailer for that film came out, you had no idea what the fuck it was going to be about. I still have no idea what the fuck it was about. Yeah, it was time very... Time travel. There was... There was time travel. There was Romulans. There was a, pl- a planet blew up. He made... Holy shit, he made the Death Star in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And he made it out of black space goo. Yeah. Which is fucking dumb. Yeah, hey. Space goo. That's such a hackneyed plot device. And it happens. Like That was the main villain in Thor 2. Yeah. Thor 2, the fucking goo. Electric goobaloo. <laughs> fucking, that was... Secret a... of the goo. Secret of the ooze. God, fuck that. And then Star Trek 2 was more, more goo. It was just magic blood, which blood is gooey. It can be. <laughs> If, uh, it can be if you eat mind. enough sugar. Well, once it clots up, you know that kind of that whole thing. Um, but uh, but we're we're hearing a lot about DC as well. Are we? We are. That's too bad. <laughs> um, have you heard anything about DC? Like Washington. No, I mean like the. Uh, We're having a new election soon, aren't we? What? Not really. We are. We're like next year. year. Donald Trump, he's gonna be president. God, this the world. Uh, I. What would happen? I don't know. Did you hear what he said about Paris? Oh no. Something stupid, probably. Now he said he was like, "Well, if everyone had guns, it would be a different story." And it's like, no, wouldn't. <laughs> it would probably be worse. <laughs> Everybody's shooting at everybody Everybody's else. Everybody's shooting each other. Like, you don't know who to trust. Yeah, like this happened in Texas, it would just be fucked. Like there would be no Texas. It would be it would be a literal war. It would people would break out. But you know, like you know how hard it is to do that. Not just like shoot a gun, but shoot it well. You have to be trained for that shit in the military for long amounts of time to become effective in that. And I feel like... Well, they've done studies where... um, I believe we discussed this uh, at the last great national fucking tragedy. 
um, which happens, you know, six times a year now. Uh, people, now even if they're armed, teachers guns. when you're surprised, and students. <laughs> and students. Everyone should have a gun on them at all times. Barring preschoolers. Kindergartners are fine. It's the only way to protect us from guns, Michael. More guns. Mm-hmm. You know who that's going to make happy? Smith and Wesson. Yeah, probably. Also probably Donald and Trump. Yeah, fuck that guy, though. But, uh... Fucking good God. Um... I, I don't I don't know why we can't fix this. I mean, like... Well, this... That, not, I mean, that's not, like, a gun issue. That's... that This this was a whole... And it was an Right, country, no, I so mean... Part, like... Particularly with the gun issue. But, I mean, what's going on in Paris right <clears> now, <throat> it's just... How do you the, fix it? Yeah, there well, is no clear enemy. But there, there is. I, well, I mean, ISIS it, technically, took it's clear, but it's credit for it. But I always feel like that they would. Um, but that's the thing with like Al Qaeda and stuff. Like they would take credit for everything. What and if then it's they'd just like, like extremist Amish? If it's if it's the Amish, the Amish extremists. Like they went back to Europe to fuck it up. Yeah, what they're if like, that's we're, the case? Th- we're that mad. <laughs> we're that mad. And we would know because they're not on Twitter. <laughs> no, that you wouldn't be able to track that. It's the perfect crime. No, it's, uh, you know, there's been so much racial tension over there um, I mean, in recent really. years. I, I, well, I, that in, in particular, because they've had, like, a mass influx, especially with the war in Syria. Yeah. Europe has been, you know, getting wave after wave of uh, migrants. And Paris, I mean, I, you know, the fact, when I went to when I went to Paris, that was, like, one of the most surprising thing was to see just how big the immigrant population is there mm-hmm. um there's a ton are you saying like, there are a lot of germans yeah but no there there were no white people i never saw a white person the entire time in paris but uh that's not true i saw like six um no but there there has been a lot of racial tension over there because they've been uh, they had like that law with the, the burqa thing you're not allowed to wear burqas now in france right um, I remember that. That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of. Uh, apparently, there's like a lot of call for stricter immigration policies, which, you know, whatever. I, I don't know anything about European politics. I don't know anything about American politics. Um, I'm not qualified to talk about it. But we but, are, anyways. But um, we got time to fill. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, in, in that regard, it's not terribly surprising because, um, well, it's obviously it's shocking and horrible, but uh, it's it's in that area of the world right now. There's just a lot of hostility. Um, yeah, but I feel like. But yes, no, it is one of those cases where who do you fight? How do you fix it? Because um, I mean, back I mean, looking back at World War Two, I'd say that's probably the last time there was a clear indication mm-hmm. of an enemy i mean yeah not, warfare has I mean, changed tremendously it's, it's now. changed it's it's changed on just an empirical level and now it's it's not only the fact that you don't know who's going to be attacking but it's you don't know what they're going to be attacking like it's it's not just aimed at military personnel it's not aimed at political targets it's aimed at civilian populations that is right. massively fucked up I mean, it's it, that used to happen every once in a while in war. I mean, but yeah, you had a clear enemy. Yeah. And here, if ISIS is taking responsibility, you do have a clear enemy to a degree. But it's not as if you're fighting a nation. In World War Two, we were fighting the Germans. Um, 
and the Italians are Japanese. Um, shout out to Men in High Castle coming out on Netflix. Looks great. Oh, you're just gonna shout out to the Japanese. Shout out to the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, can you imagine if the Japanese had Godzilla back in World War Two? Uh, they did. Like, if they harnessed his power? If they harnessed his power. Like, they put a giant saddle on him. And just... Oh, that's the best. commanded that's, the Japanese military just, his power. just sat on his head and just <laughs> <laughs> rode him into battle. It's just, it's just Toho with, like, a little, like... He's got, like, a <laughs> horse a whip. Toho flag. <laughs> Not even the Japanese flag, like the Toho Studios flag. Yeah. Um, no, but it's... It's... I mean, I, I understand that. It's just... I... Um, yeah, well, it's, it, 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 it's hard because, yes, you're not fighting a clear enemy, and they just could pop up anywhere. You're fighting an ideal, essentially, because terrorism, I mean, it's not, it's not like there's a terrorist army. There's not a nation where the terrorists They don't are. have a base. It's just people that are pissed off about yeah things. And I think it, it, um, it's, 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 you're fighting an ideology. Right, and that makes it even harder. Because, I mean, most wars, I mean, I believe the saying was, war is a game of politics paid for by, like, um... It's a game of thrones. It's a game of thrones, and in this you game of thrones, you or win. or you die. No, 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 it's, it's you win, or we put an embargo on your country and you eventually go to trial for war crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. Um... But no, I mean... Unless you're in the North, then yeah, everyone it, it, dies. It used to be a political game. I mean, yes, there was still a certain ideology behind it, but it was it was more about gain of a country or gain of, you know, something materialistic or something physical. This is spiritual. This is an idea. This is religion. And a majority of wars throughout time have been fought for religious purposes, and they've all been bloody. And this is just... No I mean, I would say there's, there's a religious element to them. I wouldn't say that the majority of wars have been... I mean, there's there's always you know an, a, a bit of religion there. But it's like the Nazis, they wanted to take over country. There was a clear goal. Right. There was a thing that they wanted, um, and there was a thing that they were fighting for. With this, what the fuck do they want? Like, what is actually the end game of someone like ISIS? So the Islamic State, well, they want to control Syria, okay? But like, then why are you attacking France? What the fuck does France have to do with that? But at the same time, it's like it's just people. Like when you think about when was the last big like Islamic terrorist attack in America would have been like the Boston bombings, sort of. But that was just like a kid that built a bomb. So to that end, it's like anybody. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong one. Oh, that well, we got that one. <laughs> Thank God for that. Way to go, America! Oh, Jesus God. Christ, um, you're fucking stupid, as Sarah Palin. We talked about that on the podcast. We did. We did. Oh, if that's not a bomb, then I'm the Queen of England. No, well, fuck you. It's not a bomb, you stupid cunt. Why are you still alive? Fuck. <laughs> Why are you still relevant? She's not. And um. She's- no, it's she's a quitter from Twitter. She just quit her job as the whatever the governor, and now she. I tweets. feel like running Alaska can't be all that hard. Yeah. Um, I got as many followers as there are fucking Alaskans. And it's, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah, they're as cold-hearted as Alaska. Um, you know, it's it's just there's there's no you're right there's no end game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to fuck with people, 
And I'm sure they can justify it in their own minds about, Mm. you know... Yeah, they're expressing some sort of outrage and they're doing it with violence. Um, They're like a bunch of whiny fucking children. Uh, Yeah, but like, yeah, what what do they want? What what would make them... Because when you do this, like, you... You're you're sending a message. You're saying this is what we want, but what the fuck do you actually want? Like when they do like beheadings or something, and they have the videos, they're like, "Well, these are our demands." And there's usually some clear thing. They're saying like, "Release a prisoner" or whatever, which has never happened in the history of any time. So they just you know, get off on fucking cutting people's heads off. Bunch of fucking savages. Um. But yeah, what 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 do they want France to do? Do they want them all to be Muslim? Do they think that's going to happen? Are they fucking stupid? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe someone told them a while back that there's no such thing as bad publicity, and this is their way of getting their word out about their religion. Mhm. I uh, But it can't all be like a religious ang- like and are I, they I, trying to convert? Is I, that I do, I do think I don't think I do think it's important to note it, too that it it's not it's not every. Well, obviously, everyone. there's a billion fucking obviously. Muslims in the world. It's yeah, like it's a just, quarter of the world's population. Right. Um, it's just you, you, and you can't discriminate against these. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you want to blame something, blame Michael. But uh, no, please don't. Uh, blame the extremists that are actually going through with this. It's hard because a lot of them aren't mm-hmm. here anymore. There's no. Well, one that's to every this out religion. On, I mean, just, every fucking religion in the world, save for maybe like Jedi, has spilled a, a tremendous amount of blood over time. Just so happens that. Have you seen the Clone Wars? Jedi are fucked up. Yeah, but they were clones. It doesn't count. They're not real people. Even though they had, like, robots that weren't real people, they needed to create people that weren't real people. Is that a racist thing? Mm-hmm. Australians aren't real people. We all know that. Listen, the act- Tim Ware Morrison, the guy, the actor that got to play the clones, mm-hmm. he was a Pacific Islander. Are you saying that Pacific Islanders aren't people? That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... What you gonna do? I'll drop your mic. Um, again? Again. But it's just... I don't know. I don't know I don't know what there's to do about it. I don't know what there's to say about it. I mean... Yeah. Um, well, I don't think there's a whole lot to be said. I don't think we're going to we're gonna solve the terrorism problem on this podcast. I don't think we're going to solve the terrorism problem. Wouldn't it be crazy if we did, though? <laughs> what if everything stopped because of that? We'd be like, hey, we heard what you had to say, and we're not going to be fucked up and evil anymore. We're just going to... We're just going to peace out, man. We're going to smoke some weed. Hey, you know, if this is done in the name of religion, like, what is... Yeah, anything could be done in the name of religion. Anything could be done and in the name of religion. Anything has been done in the name imagine, of religion. Imagine if, imagine if this was, if this was a crazy concept, and people instead wanted to create this world as the perfect world. Could never happen. What are you fucking John Lennon and shit. Yeah, it could never happen. You get but, killed too. Yeah, but right up the road. Right, right, right up the street. Actually. Um... But isn't that a crazy thought? What if people just all of a sudden started treating everyone like actual human beings? They wrote, they wrote a whole song about that. They did. Go listen to it. It's called Fight for Your Right to Party by the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Tearing Up My Heart by NSYNC. Yeah. It's called Never Say Never. Um, never Say Never Again. Never Say Never Again. 
Back to the Future. Um, okay, but any anyways. It's called Johnny Be Good. DC. Yeah. DC Comics. Are you excited about their properties coming out? Yeah. Batman, Five Superman, notwithstanding. Because mm. I know you're pretty excited about that. I'm excited to see Batman punch Superman in the face. What if it happens film. once? It's fine. What if there's one punch, one solitary punch, and that's it? I got enough punching in the last Superman movie. We just need the <laughs> one. It's fine. Um, I'm excited about the Batman films. Everything else, ambivalence. I'm like, uh, I, I have to see more. I don't know anything about it yet, other than they're happening. Guy from Saw is going to make Aquaman. Oh, by care. the way, that movie just got its writer, its third writer. Really? Yeah. A man by the name of David Johnson. Okay. Yeah, his credentials include, include The Conjuring 2 and Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> Both gems? Both gems. Never seen The Conjuring 2? He's probably one of the Blumhouse guys. Knows James Wan. Because um, The Conjuring was one of those. Didn't he do... Didn't James Wan direct The Conjuring? Um, I don't think he did. No, he directed Insidious, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's Aquaman, dude. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, speaking of Aquaman, we also... There is also a rumor that um, Mira is going to be making an appearance in the Justice League of Not America film. Like Mira Reed from Game of Thrones? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he did not direct The Conjuring. Oh, no, he did direct the first Conjuring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought so. I was right. Yeah, that was the first time for everything. Um, no, she is uh, Aquaman's would-be wife slash okay. villain. Okay. Where she represents a different sect of the Atlanteans. Yeah, I don't know shit about Aquaman. Yeah, me neither. I'm just I'm just regurgitating what I read online, honestly. Um, and like their whole like the union between them is supposed to bring like peace to all of the. Oh yeah, I do know this a little bit. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. Nah, cause yeah, he was fucking another mer person, and their fucking was supposed to bring peace. I don't. Um, I don't think they said it was their fucking, but yeah. No, I think basically. that's it's, that's in the comics. It's somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she'll be in But they Justice do it League. like fish. They don't actually have genitals. They have uh, cloacas. So he just oh God, he stop. just puts the no, stop. the um like the fertilizer. Speaking on of, of fish movies, uh, there there was a trailer released for Finding Dory. God, there's nothing I care less about. <laughs> Die Hard Year One. No, not even that. <laughs> but um because at least that I could talk about like well why are they making it Finding Dory I'm just like I hated that movie I hated Finding Nemo I don't get it but uh, it's probably one of the Pixar films that I'm just like fuck it I don't care everybody loves it but Justice League uh, will actually start filming at the beginning of 2016 Wonder Woman actually should start filming now if I believe yeah, they were talking about Wonder Woman, the, some plot details, some alleged plot details. Um, it was going to be a prequel. Fucking great! Set, like, hey, may as well. Um, and it's just telling her backstory. She's made out of clay, you know. Really? Yeah. Are you talking about Gal Gadot or actual Wonder Woman? That's racist. Is it? Wait, you talking shit about Israel? No. 
It's Gothic. Is she? Israeli? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, something like that. Yeah, she is. I wouldn't be wrong about that. I just see her as not I know my Gina Israelis. Carano. Huh? I just see her as not Gina Carano, who should be Wonder Woman. I don't know Woman. who that is. But... What, is she some kind of wrestler? Yeah, she was a MMA fighter. <laughs> God damn. That's like they talk about Ronda Rousey. They want to put her in movies or something. I'm like, why? Why do you think you could do that? Who told you you could do that? The Rock? It's, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but at least that, there was some modicum of performance to it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just an actual athlete. What do you mean no, modicum? You. It was all performance. You go to school for that shit. You learn how to do that over years. I don't go and say, oh, I'm just going to fight in the UFC right now because that would be fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I would pay to see that. <laughs> I would pay to see you get punched in the face by Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I'm sure she could kick my ass. I, yeah, I don't like her. I don't like any of those UFC people. It's so, like, disrespectful. It's just not martial. It's so much shit talking, and I'm like, why? Why does this have to be so shitty? Fuck it. It's pay-per-view. People yeah. pay for that shit. It's so lame. Because boxing is lame. It's so fucking lame. Like, watching it, people like Joe Rogan, they're like, oh my god, these are the best warriors. No, they're not. You know who's good warriors? People in the military. <laughs> the people that actually fight wars, not people that fucking... It just, and it looks so gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Fucking Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is the most homoerotic thing in the world. And look, I get it. I, look, I think that Hoist Gracie was a wonderful martial artist, but like, holy fuck. It's, it's, you're watching two dudes in the missionary position for 45 <laughs> minutes. This is the most homoerotic sport. And the, we're all, we all got to pretend that it's not. We're like, oh, this is masculine shit, dude. I'm going to watch this guy hump this guy's butt for, oh, I got the boners. But it's like, it's like the adrenaline boners, you know? It's not like the gay boners. <laughs> fuck. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. That's what everybody says. That's that's the inner monologue when you watch a UFC match. They're like, dude, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm so not gay right now. Is it the inner monologue or the outer monologue? Both, I think. You used, to, you used to do martial arts, right? Is that Yeah, you but not yell? that kind of martial arts. Is what? that where you just yell, like, in a match? Oh, no, not at all. Like, I did take one down. That was super gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not UFC, which is... All masculine. <laughs> I wonder, what the, what were those tournaments like? Like who wins? Who wins in those tournaments? And is it weird because like a lot of like when a lot of like kids go to martial arts, like people watching kids do martial arts, that's kind of weird. But a lot of the times, it's parents wanting their kids well, to it's, do it. Uh, yeah, people don't go and just watch it. There's not like a, it's their parents and shit that are watching that. I, I don't know. Have you seen Karate Kid? Like it's a movie, Michael. <laughs> can't tell me that that shit's not real. And it's karate. It's completely different. Uh, excuse me. It's not karate, Mom. It's, it's Kung karate. Fu. The movie was called Kung Fu Kid in China. Was it? Well, it should have been because it was about Kung Fu. <laughs> the one with the, with, with, the, with the Smith boy? Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking Jackie Chan. Was that the only movie that... do karate. Was, was that the only Jaden Smith movie where his dad wasn't in? No, his dad played Pat Morita. Oh. What? No. Like Pat Morita's Force Ghost. Oh. Okay. No, that was Hayden Christensen. Oh, good. He was added in After Effects. Thank goodness for that. Um. Yeah. All smiley and shit. Uh, it was also it was also talked about in uh 
DC was saying that all their films are aimed to be PG-13, which I don't know if that was supposed to be a surprise to anyone, because fucking obviously. What? All their movies would be PG-13. You're not, it's not like we're, it's not like we're going to get What are we even talking about anymore? I don't even know. DC movies. Oh yeah, they're not going to go really. It's not, it's not like Suicide Squad's going to be a hard R. Like, what did you expect? Yeah, it can't be. It just can't be. Yeah. Although some interesting things have come out of Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad looks like it should be a hard R, but um, have wouldn't you, be. We, we've talked about before that Jared Leto uh, method acting as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Haven't we? Sending dead rats and shit. Yep, sending dead rats to people. Um, <laughs> apparently, while he was on set, like the ADs had to refer to him as Mr. J. Otherwise, he wouldn't go on set. Really? Yeah, he'd stay he's locked douchey. up in his, his trailer, I suppose. <laughs> how do you feel about that I, I don't i a i don't think it happened i've always had this theory about these quote-unquote method actors because a that's fucking dumb oh well, i mean like, shia labeouf is a ma- method actor he was i almost went and saw fucking... i tried to go see him um after the show that night because he was the angelico right um, oh yeah, it was a six-hour wait though we, we didn't talk about that so no. shia labeouf um actual cannibal yeah, he his latest art installment. Um, he does these performance art things, uh, like the time that he wore the uh, the bag on his head and got raped allegedly. And people that shit that the was room. the thing. That was the that was the thing when he wrote, wore the bag that said "I'm not famous." Right. I guess that was the that was the rape story. Anyway, this uh, he just it was just called all my movies, and he sat in the Angelica and watched all of his movies, which. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. Oh, did he, he was start there for like over forty-eight ABC hours? I really hope so. I really hope that was because it counts. It, it totally counts. If you had to sit through Disturbia, fucking, <laughs> uh, you could sit through even Stevens. Uh, you know, I there always, were two even Stevens movies. I I, I I saw Disturbia and I was just like, oh, this is Fright Night, but without the oh, cool it was things. Oh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that movie that came out at the same time. I remember that clear as day because it came out at the same time as Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the movie, whom. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I've talked about this before, like, I know somebody on that show, so we were all about going to see that movie, and I was, like, mid the tail end of high school, I think, and, um, my friend, uh, Mike, for some reason, saw the, the, the trailer to Disturbia, and he's like, this looks good, this looks fucking awesome, this is good, this is, like, this is, like, modern Hitchcock, um, actual words, not really, uh, <laughs> He but we so he had it in his mind that we we were gonna go see Disturbia because it was gonna be great and everybody's like that looks like shit like <laughs> this looks like dog shit it it this looks stupid, um. But so we were going to see Aqua Teen. He's like so we're going to see Disturbia right? He just slipped it in there as if we weren't gonna notice. We're like no, <laughs> no we're never gonna do that. He's like, but come on, man. It looks so good. We're like, we no, come on, dude. We got to go see the fucking movie. So we did. But then the next day we went to see Disturbia as well. We got it at a matinee. Um, oh, thank God for that. It's fucking safe. I didn't even think least. we paid. I think we just walked in. It was a thing that was possible at that theater because the setup was horrible. Anyway, um, midway through the movie, he's just like, it's not even midway, like 10 minutes into it. Uh... That's when it dawns on him? Yeah, he's like, this is bad. It's like there's a scene there in Spanish class, and, and he, <laughs> the kid figures out that some Spanish word sounds like something dirty in English. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like the lamest fucking setup, and it kept going for 
ages. I think that was the first two thirds of the film. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but yeah. So I mean, I I feel like, what was it? he did? He didn't he do like allegedly cocaine in the theater to keep himself awake? Oh, probably. I can I can only imagine and. Having to watch all of his movies, I can I can. But only you could hope. like go up and you, you again. He wouldn't like acknowledge you, but you could sit right next to him. And I really wanted to do that. I wish that I was more informed about things because if I went, because like my roommate told me, fifteen minutes after it happened, somehow she was a she's like we got to go to the Angelica, and I would have gone, but I had to sleep because I had a show the next day. Lame. Um. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> lame. This always happens. <laughs> fucking life. God. I'm just, Getting uh, in the way. I of work what's at important. the most inconvenient times. Um, because when nothing's happening, free schedule. Whenever something interesting happens, nope, got a show, <laughs> got to do it. Um, but I just oh so wanted to just sit there and watch fucking Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Vodka next to Shia LaBeouf and just stroke his beard right next to him. Modern artist. He, he did finally fall asleep. Oh, we though, would have right? made beautiful, beautiful art. <laughs> he did fall asleep, though, right? Like. No, oh, he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it was during Transformers. Yeah, it was all live streamed. Yeah. I guess. And he, he finally fell asleep during Transformers. Yeah, because we, uh, Laura and I, watched part of the live him. stream right before we left to go uh, downtown, and um. He was gone. It looked like he'd vanished, but then we looked in the background and it's like, oh, he's sleeping. He's literally passed out like a homeless person. It's great. You know, there was once, there was a theater back home in Hawaii, and uh, homeless people would occasionally go into it and just fall asleep in the arcade section. Mm-hmm. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. They're all playing uh, Time Crisis or. Oh, know. playing Time Crisis. No, no. You know, have you ever seen those, those big arcade machines where it's like like a big fucking yellow hat thing that you pull over your face and hold it. It's like a VR almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Fell asleep in one of those. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> he fell and, asleep in the pod racing game. Yeah, and he was wearing a, a fucking giant goofy hat. Mm-hmm. Not like a goofy hat, but like the Disney character. And he was in one of those, he was in one of those automatic fucking wheelchair things um, that he stood up, walked to the bathroom, came back, and then sat back down in. Uh-huh. He Hawaii has a rampant homeless dilemma right now. How did they get there? Uh, well, actually, funny you should ask because it's so far away. Because did they canoe? Hawaii has no winters. Um, a lot of oh, yeah, it's the same with Florida, California, Florida, Hawaii. California, they're all Florida, like Hawaii. huge. They're all big proponents of uh, the homeless population, and what states like New York will do is they'll give homeless people a one-way ticket to really Hawaii. That's fascinating. All you gotta do is be homeless. And All you gotta go do is be homeless. Tropical adventure. And sleep in a time crisis game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh. What was that game where, like, you're in a boat? Battleship. Battletoads. Battletoads. Um, there's so, yeah, there's so many, like, ride arcade games. But, uh. How did we get off on this tangent? We're talking I don't know. about you ever DC. You played the one with Jurassic Park where you're like riding around in the jeep. Yeah, that one is pretty cool. Yeah, I think probably the coolest one now though is Star Wars Battle Pod. It's like this giant sphere that you sit in, and it's like a three sixty. Is it a pod racer? 
No. It's do you not. have to scream? It's working. It's working. No, you have to scream. Now this is pod racing. You have to scream. Ruin that kid's life, by the way. Like sand, it's coarse and gritty. Coarse and it gets everywhere. What, what what do you think? What's what's the best <laughs> acting performance you can think of off the top of your head? If, um, you, if you had to look at it and go like, "This is someone who truly got fucked." This is exquisite. What do you mean? Like, you they had to sit there and read these lines. Oh, what is the worst acting performance? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Um. Like, an otherwise good actor just given a horrible role. Yeah. Let's let's go with that. I mean, we could go with bad actors doing bad things, but no, let's let's go with that. Because it's like Aiden Christensen. I, you know, I've seen him in other stuff, and he's always the same. He's not very good. He's not good. He's just yeah. Not... He's not good, but I feel like Star Wars was at his worst. <sighs> Did he get better? <laughs> no, well, no. granted. Look, listen. There were there were legitimately good actors in that film that. Oh yeah. Were horrible. You and McGregor. Liam Neeson. Because when you're in a big green box, you can't fucking act and pretend that you're in a space world. Because that's fucking stupid. You've Unless never you're been in the to world the of the green. World. Everything. You're in the future and everything's green. Sure. What if I really want to see a cut of that movie where it's it's not even the backgrounds, it's just a green screen. Right. I mean if you if you go back and look at like Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones now. It's like a beautiful video game. I mean it looks dated. Oh yeah. I was watching um Something where they're talking about Jar Jar. Oh, it was the Cracked thing. Cracked ran a, a, a video on that fan theory where Jar Jar was supposed to be this dark figure. And if you look back at it, it kind of makes sense. You're almost like, I could buy them doing that. Because there's just scenes, random scenes. Granted, Lucas doesn't know how to shoot a movie. So they could <laughs> very much just be him there for no reason. But usually, when a filmmaker puts somebody there, there's a reason. And there's times where you could just see him, like, mouthing the words that the other actors are saying. And, like, this tricksy, almost, like, Jedi mind trick way. Um, and then there are times where he's just standing there. Or there's the one scene where um, uh, Qui-Gon's talking to little Annie. And they're in a big space place. It looks like the Galactic Congress. I don't even remember the fucking context of the scene. But he's just there, clearly, like, listening. Like, why is that shot in the movie? He was obviously a dark Sith that was manipulating everything, clearly. I would have actually appreciated that. That, that would actually be really funny. Because Lucas did have a quote saying, like... Jar you know, Jar's the key. Forget Jar Jar working. <laughs> right. Which I would love to think that that's what he meant. That's what he meant, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've seen him before. But no, he did have a quote saying that there were things that, with Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, he's like, I had plans for other characters, but the fans wanted something else. So, obviously there he was talking about Jar Jar. Wait, he listens know. to the fans? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh yeah, because he's always one for fan service. <laughs> I feel I feel like if, if there was anyone on the planet who was like the most blatantly like, no, fuck you. It'd yeah. be George Lucas. Oh, this guy's got to be. He's just crazy. What, what do you feel? Do you feel like he's an artist? Do you feel like him making all these special editions and him trying to retroactively destroy his previously work? I think, do you think he that's an art thinks statement? he's an artist. Well, in what capacity are you saying? Is this all like some grand 
elaborate scheme. It's like performance art. Like, is he, yeah, is it performance art? Is he making a statement? He thinks he's making art. I mean, and I, I'll go so far as to call him an artist because I don't think that word really carries that much power, truthfully. Um, doesn't have to. But, yeah, sure. Why not? He definitely thinks that he's helping. It's adorable. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, he just is so completely out of the loop with episode 7, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think the man's still seen the trailer yet. Oh, he hasn't seen the movie. He said this. No, the, I mean the trailer. He hasn't really? seen the trailer, yeah. It's fine. I probably, you know, he's got to be, like, upset. It's got to suck. I hope so. Well, it's just like, you know, it is a thing that he made, and now he's like, oh, they all hate me now. <laughs> you, th- you think that even registers? Or do you think in his mind, like, he's just so fucking great? I don't know. If I was a billionaire, I wouldn't care. Literally, if I was George Lucas, I would not give a fuck about Star Wars. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to go do whatever the fuck mil- billionaires do. He lives in a, he, he occupies an entire different realm of existence than we do. <laughs> and you don't even understand. He's, got, he's got the wealth of a small country. <laughs> he has more wealth than Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would just... I, 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 if I were George Lucas, I would go the rest of my life without even thinking about Star Wars. I'd just be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. But, I mean, like, at one point, you think that... I mean, because the first Star Wars movie was, like, a passion project. Yeah, but it you was know? a passion project that failed its way into being a decent movie. <laughs> it was... If you... Like, if he had it his way, it would have been a train wreck. Thank you very much, Gary Kurtz, for all your help over the years. For Han, giving us our childhood. Han would have been a fish person. Um, there would have been no coherent structure. It would have been set to disco music. Yeah, he wanted it to have a weird synthy soundtrack, yeah. which makes sense on paper, but would have been dumb. I just, but I mean, like, you think he probably doesn't even pay pay attention to the fans at this point, or to any realm of media at this point. Well, a but... to be fair, his fans fucking suck. They're the worst people in the world. Like, they're the most demanding, like, angry, volatile. There's no fan base on Earth that hates its creator more than Star Wars fans. That is that is a fair point. However, I will venture the argument that not all Star Wars fans hate George Lucas. Oh, there sure. Is, there is a lot of people... Um, it occupies a weird space. In yeah, there's mind. there's a lot of people that really love George Lucas, like, to death. Mm-hmm. Um, that will, like, give all they have just to touch his beard. And, I mean, I, I know some of these people. I wouldn't like, call I, it a beard. Like, I, I've seen like the 501st forums or the 501st post, posts or the Rebel Legion or things from the Empire Saber Guild mm-hmm. or even the Mando Mercs much more infrequently on the Mando Mercs albeit but people that just revere George Lucas with this almost godlike connotation yeah um, it's it's a little creepy I'm not gonna lie it's a little creepy um, well that's true I guess like hardcore Star Wars like real Star Wars people it's something different but I just mean like casual Star Wars fans that are just so vitriolic and hateful People like I Michael feel like that could be interchangeable, though. I feel like the casual person could be the one that loves George Lucas and the diehard fan. There is a point, I think, in everyone's yes, life. Yes, Michael, you... people are complex. We understand that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, there is a point in everyone's life, I think, where you have to love something so much that eventually you have to circle around to hating it. Yeah, well, that's that's nerds in general. They're bad people. I know, because I'm one. Yeah, and I know, because you're one. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, but no, because, I mean, a lot of, like, even, like, major media outlets, like, when they're reporting on The Force Awakens, they're like, listen, we know the last three were absolute shit. Yeah. 
but this one's gonna be different. You think he reads that at all? And is like, oh. Well, he's one of the. But he said that he's not a good filmmaker. Like he knows this. You, you think he knows that, or do you think he knows that Maybe because not everyone filmmaker, tells him But that. he knows he's not a good director. Like he's not a good writer. No. He he has wonderful ideas, I suppose, but uh, he has he has great vague concepts. He's he's one of those people that really should have just been a producer. Like I think, you know, once the prequels came around, he wanted Star Wars to be his again. He wanted it to be his thing, but was it ever his thing? No, no, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. It's like. The first Star Wars failed its way into being good. It's by all accounts should be terrible. Um, it's kind of a miracle that it worked, but the subsequent films weren't his. I mean, uh, oh no, he had oh, no, not at all. Plenty of input, I'm sure, but they weren't written by him. They weren't directed by him. He should have been a producer. He well, I mean, have been... like it's it's not even that. Like it was a lot of creative people helping him it's like he was the person just there with all these creative people he just happened to be there mm-hmm. you know and that's what his role probably should have been from the beginning it's like yeah it was his idea and it's his it has to have his say so um, <laughs> i really i really want to see like if there was an alternate timeline where <clears throat> we went back and he did take this like advising role basically and instead of being, like, written, directed by George Lucas or produced by George Lucas, at the very end of the credits, like, after, like, the 20th Century Fox logo, it just says, like, special thanks to George Lucas. <laughs> That's all he gets. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... But it's just he didn't understand basic principles of storytelling that, obviously... I still don't think work. he does. No. I, no. Look at fucking... Look at... they. Red Letter Media did a feature-length review of why... Phantom Menace just doesn't fucking work on a basic structural level. This is one of the ones that's going to sneak up and just never shut up. (laughs) As you say that it stops. Yeah, and as we start talking again, it's going to start back up. But just from a basic structural level... They don't introduce the protagonist until 45 minutes into the movie. And even then, he's not even really really call him a protagonist. He is the protagonist, I suppose, of the overall story. Sort of. It's kind of like saying, like, have you seen Big Daddy? Yeah. One of the last few good Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, I disagree, but. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Um. I don't give a shit fine. whether you like pixels or not. No. Um, yeah, that, that's that's exactly what I meant. I was, that's what all you meant. of them have been gems. <laughs> How dare you? Gems. <laughs> Grown Ups Two was a modern masterpiece. <laughs> I I read this article actually. Um, a friend of actually a friend of Patrice's. Uh, I met him once, and he's actually the one who took me to an early premiere of the Amazing Spider-Man when the it, guy from the New York Post. Yeah, he wrote an article about why Little Nicky is a Modern masterpiece. Oh? Yeah. I'll stand by Little Nicky. I like that movie better than Big Daddy, but it's dumb. I really, it's a, I really didn't like Little Nicky. I think it's one of those... I think Quint, I think the Quentin Tarantino cameo is where it peaks. Yeah. And that's it for me. There's just lots of cameos in Adam Sandler films. Lots of them. But, um... <laughs> but no, it's, it's like taking Big Daddy and saying, like, 
No, Adam Sandler's character isn't the protagonist. It's uh, John Frankenstein. Stewart. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. It's John Stewart's character. John Stewart's character, pro- yeah. Protagonist at the end there. Pro- protagonist. Um, it's called a protagonist. But, uh... God, fucking, fucking Star Wars, man. Yeah. Circling back around to actual big movie industry things, um... There was actually a, so one of allegedly... one of the two people that played Frankenstein um, showed his penis on the internet. You did tell me this. Yeah. You talked about this before. Um, it's one of those things that always pops up into my mind. I'm like, holy. Don't fuck. know why, but maybe you just checked your phone. Maybe it was, is it because it's your back on wallpaper? Check my phone. What the fuck are you saying? Oh, I checked my phone. Oh, um, <laughs> oh that's my that's my penis. background wallpaper. No, uh, <laughs> and no. Um, Bradley Cooper was recently talking about. Um, his new movie burnt which critically isn't being very well received i have not seen it um oh, the one where he plays a, a chef um one of the things i in no I realm keep getting of this confused with the uh, the other movie where they're doing like a food truck type thing oh the one with um, with john favreau yeah yeah forgot what that was they're both I heard equally that one was baffling. Great. Where I'm just like, why was why did you make this movie? Yeah, I, I heard the first. I heard that one was great. I heard this sure. one is not so great. Um, Sofia Vergara's in it. Yeah. Um, but but anyways, he was on the festival circuit and he was talking, and people were interviewing him, because of course this movie, as you know, is about Bradley Cooper, who voices a small talking rodent raccoon. Um, no, who, I saw him on 34th Street talking yeah, about it. Yeah, who gets into someone's hair and creates a master restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might be mixing these. He's two a big together, tree, but he's a big tree. Yeah. Um. But he was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, um, particularly about the sequel, and he said some very vague things. And he was like, "Oh yeah, you know the the main bad guy. He's uh he's what's his name's dad." No, that sounds about right. And so, it, it literally said it's about as much thought as they've ever put into. A bad guy in a Marvel film, and so hey, he's just a guy. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so the internet We're gonna make lame jokes. The, inter- the internet was like, um, "Is Thanos Peter Quill's dad? Like, what the fuck?" And then James Gunn had to take to Twitter, and he's like, "No, I no, no." I don't know what Bradley Cooper was saying. He, yeah, was, drunk. he was saying like, "I I did send Bradley Cooper the script. Go home, Bradley but Cooper. But he hasn't read it yet. He doesn't know how to read." He pays people to do that for him while he does cocaines. <laughs> He's a movie star, baby. Is that how you think they talk still? He's yeah. That's not how anyone ever talked. He's a movie star, baby. They, they talk real monotone and. Um, I don't know. I've seen some actors. Um, <laughs> you ever eat with one? But yeah. So 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 if anyone tries to convince that joke didn't uh, fit there. If, if anyone tries to convince you that uh, Thanos is Peter Quill's dad, they're full of shit. Because Bradley Cooper's full of shit. Bradley Cooper's one of those people I feel like Jeremy Renner. Like, Jeremy Renner doesn't give a fuck about this whole Marvel movie I feel like thing. Jeremy Renner actively hates it. He always looks uncomfortable. And if I was playing Hawkeye, I'd feel the same way. Well, I mean, it was a couple of years ago after he did Born Legacy. He was saying that he really wanted to stop doing action movies. Mm-hmm. Of course, this did not happen, and well, he continued doing action movies. You don't turn down the mouse, sir. Yeah, or mouse Mission Impossible for that reason. I was in that too. He was in, yeah, the last two Mission Impossible movies. Um, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. 
But no one's ever you know, offered like, me that amount of money you, for anything. You say that, and yeah, in his interviews, he he does always look very uncomfortable. Well, he's playing the boringest character. The boringest one. Um, yeah, and I mean, even like when people ask him about his role, he's just like, I don't know. They wrote it that way, I guess. He's the guy that does the thing. He shoots arrows. Man, shut up. <laughs> I don't want to talk like, about this. He was literally <laughs> sitting like in the developing team like for Age of Ultron. He's like, fucking throw me a bone here. Like, let me act with something. Yeah. And then they did, and he was fine, but that whole segment of the movie felt like it was a different movie. I'm like, why does I mean, Hawkeye live on a farm <laughs> and commute to wherever the fuck he is? This is so stupid. I mean, Jeremy Renner, like, I like he him. He just as lives a... on a farm. In, in every movie, I think Why he's... does Hawkeye live on a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> and why is this in the movie? <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. I hate it. <laughs> Oh, I just sat there seething throughout that whole film. I'm like, I can't, I can't anymore. I, I quit being nerd. I quit this nerd podcast. I, I want to talk about real movies now. What, like, like Spectre? Like, like Batman. <laughs> oh, God. A lot of people love that farm scene, too. Like, a lot of good banter happened. and I'll give Joss Whedon, he's never not good at writing banter, but... Dude, fucking make a movie instead. Well, I mean, Avengers Age of Ultron, like, it broke him. Like, he's no longer making movies. Yeah. Broke me, too. I mean... I think it's the beginning of the end for superhero films. I think this has got to... Eventually, we're going to reach the saturation point. We're going to reach that carrying capacity where it's... it's, who said that they're going to go the way of the Western? Because I believe I think them. it was Steven Spielberg. Was it? I think so. I believe him. Eventually, America is just going to be like, fuck this superhero shit. I'm done forever. But they're timeless stories, but you can't tell the same ones over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. But that's what they're doing now. I mean, even things like Star Wars. Like, it's it's not by any means an innovative story. Oh, no. Oh, but... no. Especially the original. It's so simple, but that's why it works. Yeah. Oh, by the way... Um, but at that time, we'd never seen something like that. Already on track, by the way, Star Wars, to have the largest opening weekend ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie doesn't come out for another month, Tyler. It's a big deal. That I'm looking forward to. Deadpool I'm looking forward to. And you know, it kind of just dawned on me that, about Deadpool. that Deadpool, it's not going to be an IMAX. Doesn't need to be. They'd look weird in IMAX. Well, I mean, I'm still a little bit worried about how it might look. What do you mean? Because it's cheap. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like... The, it doesn't have to be expensive, but, like, the, the cartooniness to it... Well, it works. Yeah, it, I mean, I it don't works know. with I'm that just, character, but the director... I'm just super interested in this film. The director, Tim Miller, like, he... From what, he, from what I've seen of his so far, he can go a very long ways with very little funding. Yeah? Yeah. What did he do? Uh, well... Nothing, but he he did the intro credits. <laughs> he made him a really good sandwich one time, <laughs> he made really good and like I thought we had the worst ingredients. He just exactly. made it with like the yellow just cheese, all that basil and oregano, a jar made of up mayo that was really old, but a fuck was a delicious <laughs> sandwich. No, but I mean like he he made the uh, the test footage for Deadpool with uh-huh. no funding. Okay, um, that's impressive because that wasn't that all CGI. Yeah. And it looked good, so... It looked great, yeah. That can't be cheap. No. 
Maybe it is. I don't know. What do I fucking know about anything? Well, I mean, this has always been, like, I believe, like, base CGI costs $10,000 per frame. Um, that's why I feel the CGI... That's what they talk about in film school, too, like, the, the $30,000 movie minute. Like, a major Hollywood blockbuster. I don't know what fucking algebra they're doing, but, like, it averages out to be, like, $34,000 a minute. Wow. That's why uh, timeliness has always been valued in the film industry. Tell that to Danny Boyle. He made 28 Days Later with a cast and a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have a camera. He uses an iPhone. Yeah. It wasn't even they out even by then. They <laughs> back then. Like he had a very early prototype. <laughs> yeah, you know that guy that left his like iPhone in a bar that one time? Yeah. The he time did traveler. it 13 years early. Yeah. Um, That's actually the iPhone 8 is a time traveling device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean like and the reason why I feel like if you've seen the Hobbit movies why the CGI in that was so bad was because they had to stretch that budget for CGI because he filmed he had 48 frames a second is the future of cinema. Yeah, that worked. It worked. Every <laughs> film is that Every now. film is that way now. Just like how every film is being shot in 70 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. Um You know how little 70 millimeter films there are? Like film projector theaters, there are. And, yeah, there's I mean, like two like films, in the country. And yeah, Tarantino like, owns one. Yeah, yeah. There's like two in the country. We live next to one. Do we? Yeah, Bowtie Cinemas down on Twenty Third Street. I think I'm going there today. I have a friend that's opening her documentary. Really? Yeah. No, it's at IFC. Never mind. Oh, IFC's great though. Um, I love IFC. IFC's great. Um, but no, Bowtie Cinemas has a seventy millimeter film projector. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino has a new movie coming out Christmas Day called Hateful Eight. Yes. It's the one that he had the big fiasco about not making it, then he was making it, then he was making yeah, it. Yeah, he threw a hissy. And... Um, but Did they ever the... find out who leaked it? No. They said they had it narrowed down to it. It could have only been like two people. And it was got, it had to have been like the agent for one of the two actors, or one of the two new actors or something. I don't know how they find that so shit So Tarantino out. went and he shot them both, is what I understand. Tarantino thinks he's a badass. He thinks he's a character in a Tarantino film. Have you ever <laughs> seen, like, that episode of... Or the episode. Have you ever seen that video that leaked of him, like, cursing out a paparazzo? No. It's some, he's, it looks like he's in some it's some snowy area. I guess they were shooting a film, and he was going to, like, Starbucks or something. And uh, this guy kept asking him for he was He wasn't even being all that awful in terms of paparazzi. Um, but he was just, like, kept asking him questions. And Tarantino goes off on him. But it, it climaxes when he's like, yeah, if you didn't have that fucking camera, I'd be whooping your ass up and down the street all day. I'm like... We all love you, Quentin. We do, <laughs> but no one, no one, you're not, you know, no one's afraid of you. <laughs> you're great. Best dialogue in cinema, but I don't know. Maybe he is. He could probably beat me up. He probably could. I think you'd look at him and just shit yourself. You'd do like a. Oh, I'd, I'd be. I would be beside myself. I'd be like, it's Quentin Tarantino's right here. Beat me up, please. Please punch okay. me, yeah. Like, yeah, you ever, like I have to imagine, like, if I ever meet Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll just, instead of shaking his hand, I'll just, please punch me in the face. Apparently he gets that a lot. Really? I've heard that. Like, there are celebrities that people, like, want to have them hit them. They don't understand that this is still assault. <laughs> 
please punch me in the face. It's like, my kid just, I was just punched by... I, Arnold Schwarzenegger punched me in the... Governor Schwarzenegger punched me in the face. Lawsuit. <laughs> but, um... What, what Tremendous were we talking lawsuit. about? Um, oh, yeah, Hateful Eight. So Hateful Eight is being shot in 70mm film. Uh, I, we, I live like 10, 10 minutes away from a theater that plays movies in 70mm film. Right. They're not showing it. I know. I heard that. I heard that it's not being shown in like the three <laughs> movie theaters that it exists. So. Yeah, he's real particular about that. Now, Tarantino Him and Nolan are the two. Yeah, yeah, they're the two that they're trying to really Which keep is it alive. Weird because like Tarantino, you could tell just because his movies are so. I mean, they're both highly stylistic. It's, it's there's grit but, to it, and I don't mean grit in the sense where like, oh, it's Dark Knight, it's gritty. No, it's grit in the sense where like, there's a grain like there's a very particular film grain to it, it has oh it's very... very cinematic yeah um but nolan i feel like he could shoot on digital and it would be just fine yeah he shoot on an iphone yeah i mean i'm sure he probably might have shot segments of the dark knight rises yeah, on the iphone iphone's shooting 4k now i mean you could you could legitimately shoot a feature on an iphone with you know thousands of dollars of peripheral equipment and you know, dps that knew what they were doing but it could be done. It's possible, but neither here nor there, because we're not going to do it, because we're not filmmakers. No, we're podcasters. It's way better. <laughs> yeah, mov- pod- podcasters have made movies before, but um, but it's no. Usually, so- movie makers have made podcasts before. That's a fair point as well. Has it been? Has it ever happened the other way around? Uh, I'm sure it has at one point. Um. But so, uh, any, circling back around, uh, while we're on the subject of shitting on comic book movies, uh, Doctor Strange uh, is currently filming in Nepal. Mm-hmm. We've seen Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, oh yeah, look like a, a homeless man. Is that what he looks like? <laughs> he looks like a homeless man. Um, I haven't seen that picture yet. Yeah, and uh, he shows dick. No, he didn't. And oh, he wasn't well. a New York homeless man because if he was a New York homeless man, he'd be shitting on the sidewalk. Um, but he was not doing or that. Or in his own shoe. Or in his own shoe. <laughs> yeah, fucking New York, man. Um, and Wonder Woman is set to start filming. All They're saying the entirety of Wonder Woman and Justice League Part 1 movies will be filmed in Italy and the United Kingdom. What? What movie are we talking about? Doctor Strange still? No, Wonder Woman and the Justice League of Not America movies. Uh, will be filmed in Italy and the United the Justice Kingdom. League. They don't even call it Justice League America in the comics anymore. They yeah, because it it's, it's like G.I. Joe, the international hero. But they still have Justice League International. It's fucked up. It's racist somehow. It's geographist Right. You ever, you ever, you never watched G.I. Joe, right? No. Yeah, we've talked I'm about this before. For this. This is stupid siren. Jesus Christ. The... We know. We everyone can hear you. You could turn it off now. I have to shit. I don't even think they're going anywhere. They're just driving. They're like, I got a siren. I may as well use it. <laughs> I'm in New York City. Kappa, bing, bada, boom. That's how they talk, right? In New York City, both actually NYPD and LAPD are boycotting Hateful Eight. Did you hear about that? Why? Because uh, apparently Quentin Tarantino walked in a Black Lives Matter march. Everything about that hurts my head right now. Um, 
New York City cops are now protesting Black Lives Matter. Okay. One would think maybe just stop killing black people. (laughs) Guys, how about that? Can we just go a day where you don't kill 200 fucking black people? Jesus Christ. Do you know what the statistic is? It's like over 300 um, a minute. 7,000. No, it's, it's actually some absurdly high number. Um, just unarmed uh, black men killed by cops every fucking day. Just... Oh, fuck that. Yeah, let's not go see the movie because we... Not only are we racist and murderers, we're going to be vocal about that. Who could support that? But, but so... Who could honestly say, no, Black Lives Matter, I'm angry about that. But, but so, initially it was just the NYPD. Um, it, it's, it's fucking weird, because it's like, he's protesting cops. It's like, no, he's protesting violence. Like, what the fuck do you think he's doing? You should be protesting the same. Actually, uh, people would think that might go a long way in your fucking public image. I fucking hate... Hate people. I was gonna say I hate cops, but I hate all people. So, what are you gonna do? I don't hate cops. I'm sure they're good ones. There's gotta be. It's a hard job, but still, Jesus Christ, how do you do that? Who's does no one have any common sense in the fucking world? Like, no one on the police force would be like, "Hey guys, let's maybe not protest and be flagrantly racist." There's no PR people for the police. I feel like that actually, the police might need to hire a public relations agency. Someone needs to, because this is so fucking stupid. But. But, uh. But yeah, so that's the thing. Um, did you watch Arrow? No. Ever. Never. Constantine I've was on I've seen a couple of episodes. Constantine was How on How was that? I heard he was there for 30 seconds. Yeah, he was there for about two minutes of the 45-minute episode. Um, that made me really angry. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I I enjoyed the first season of Arrow. I thought it was very much pandering to the CW network, and there were a lot of problems with the show. I thought the second season was a little less memorable because they took probably the most interesting aspect of the character away from that character. You know what bothered me is you can't paint on a domino mask. It's not a mask. It's just eye makeup. No, it is just eye makeup. Does he kill kill people, the arrow? He did in the first season. Why'd he stop? Because he was like, I can't be the hero that this city deserves with murder. Oh. Um, has he ever considered not using a lethal weapon <laughs> as his only thing? Uh, yeah, he has, actually. He's used a sword. Not, uh, <laughs> not helping. Yeah, and, uh, I, I his, switched to guns. And and his, uh, his assistant's now also... Now I, I call myself the nuclear bomb. <laughs> his assistant also uses handguns. Okay, but... Wait, his assistant? Yeah. Like a sidekick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a couple speedy? sidekicks. Are any of them speedy? I mean, now they're speedy. It's they're all speedy? He, well, he had speed. He is speedy now. He used to have Arsenal, and he also has... Well, Arsenal's the bad guy. He's speedy when he goes bad. Well, no, speedy is like well, his little sister. he can't be Arsenal when... No. 
No. Yeah. Or no, it's all wrong. Um, and then there's apparently also, his parents didn't get killed by lions. Either. Uh, there's also Jay Diggs, um, who's who's his assistant that uses guns. And Jay Diggs. Jay Diggs. That's his name. John Diggles. <laughs> John Diggles. Oh, well, Jay Diggs is better. <laughs> that's not even what they call him, but that's how I see him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> John Jay, Diggles. Jay Diggs uh, fights crime using firearms, and uh, Felicity Smoke uses a computer. She uses cigarettes. Yeah, she uses cigarettes. Also, White Canary uses a fucking... Uh, white, what, wait, what? White Canary uses a staff. Why it gotta be White Canary? And Black Canary uses... Oh, there's still Black Canary. Yeah. Okay, I've never heard of White Canary. They're segregated now. Could be. Yeah, they're separate, they're separate but, they're equal. but equal. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of White Canary. I think it could be a thing. I think I it's know. made up. Um, and yeah, well, what's Black the difference? Canary uses... Uh, well, one's... Is one black white. and one white? No, no. One one was dead that was brought back to life. The other is her you sister. See the white one? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Well, but what's the difference though? Like, what? It, do they both have canary calls? No. Neither of them have a canary call. No, the black canary has this thing where it's like a sonic thing that she uses it and it shatters eardrums. Yes, the canary call. Yeah, sure. Is it like a machine, though? Yeah, it's a machine. That's dumb. It's like a button thing. It was awesome on Birds of Prey when it was uh, fucking Uncle Jesse's wife from Full House. Can't think of her name. But she played Black Canary, and she had a canary call, which it was as... Sometimes in the comics she's a meta, sometimes she's not. But um, in this one she was. And the canary call was literally just her opening her mouth like and then them like drawing in like little cgi circles to make it like she was making the supersonic thing but she looked so lazy when she was doing it she was just like uh shame make that sound <laughs> she's like no not gonna do it the show sucks there's no way that they didn't know that that show sucked when they were making it this is one of the worst things on television. We should do a commentary for that. You feel like when people are making bad TV shows, they know. Sometimes. What, what do you? What do you? You think? You think? What? Do you, what, what do you think's worse? You think they're making something bad and they're sitting there going, "What the fuck did I do? Where did I go wrong? What am I doing? This is awful." Or is it worse if they're sitting there going, "Like, oh yeah." This is great television. Well, it's like you know when you're making something bad. I mean, I've been involved in things that were bad, and I was never like, oh, this is great. It's like, <laughs> you read the script. You're not stupid. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it. But I'm not going to like it. Um, we do one once a week, and I'm like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> this isn't scripted. Yeah. This is, we should really script this. We should really actually try. try. Put some effort once. Put some effort into it. But, uh, but no, Constantine was on Arrow. For the time that he was on Arrow, like, fuck, fucking Matt Ryan is great. Sure. I'm glad that they were able to bring him back to this show, or just to television in any capacity. And in the capacity that he's in the show, like, it it, it, I'm, it, it makes no sense. Like, I, I thought the first season of Arrow was good. I thought the second season was good. It had a benefit of having actually a good villain. Uh-huh. Um, I hated the third season, and this fourth season I find is just very dull. Right. Um, the peak for me was Constantine being on it, 
and it's it's just it's it's so fucking stupid. Uh, it, I mean, it made sense in the first two seasons where Oliver Queen's stranded on this island, so you have this flashback, and it coincides with the three kind of act structure that the series follows. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and you see that like simultaneously, like as the second act is starting in the flashback, the second act is starting in the show, and they coincide. Okay. Um, and they happen to take place on this island where he's stranded. And in the third season, like, nah, he's super secret agent man. And they put him in China. And then they were like... I guess they could do whatever they want, because who gives a shit about Green Arrow? Apparently a lot of people. Um, and then they're, they're like, well, now you're going back to the island. Well, apparently not a lot of people, because if they really did... Well, they would be like, this isn't the, the character. Arrow. They care about the show, they I get that. They care about Arrow, yeah. But, um... They're probably not, you know, fans of the source material. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, even the first season, they make a joke, and they're just like, he needs a better name than the Vigilante. What if they called him the Green Arrow? And, like, Oliver Queen, and Oliver Queen's like, stupid name. Yeah. Um. Oddly enough, in season four, he calls himself the Green Arrow now. Uh. But. Why? Where does the color green come in? Where's green? But Why? Because it's green. There's no significance to it? No, he was in the jungle. Things are green there. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but now he's back on this island that's been mysteriously taken over by cult-worshipping terrorists. Moonies. Um, and Constantine just shows up on the island. He's like, oh, I'm and, here too. And he's looking for a MacGuffin. Guess what? I'm Australian. He's from Australia, right? No. Oh. Uh. Too bad. Um, but and he's looking for this mystical MacGuffin. Well, that's what he does. So I'm. That's fine. Yeah. He looks. And, yeah, for and it, yeah, and it was good. Like every time he was in the show, I'm like, fucking yeah, Constantine. Um. But he he shows up in the flashback sequences for a bit. Um. Collectively, I'd say that's probably around like a minute and a half, and then he shows up in the last like three or four minutes of the show and just solves the problem that the characters are having. It's like they're right. having this big problem, like she comes back from the dead and she's missing her soul, and now she's murdering innocent people. It happens, and it's like this—it's this two episode thing. Like, what do we do? Oh my god, what what are we gonna do? And just Queen's like, I know a guy, and Constantine shows up. And like, oh, I can do this, and he's how does he know him? Uh, well, there's a flashback. He watches NBC? Yeah, he watches NBC. Not um, anymore. No, he, uh... Unless he's watching The Slap. You know, so is that still, is that fucking show still on? No, it was only six episodes. No, he's he's actually watching Heroes Reborn right now. No one's watching that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Don't be absurd. <laughs> fucking thank God they canceled Hannibal for that, right? Yeah, no, they're, they're very good at uh, picking the shows. That... Oh, they're, they're so in touch with their fan base. Yeah. Um, sarcasm. Well, if anybody actually watched Constantine, it would still be on. But people suck. Yeah. People are watching The Voice and uh, the Kardashians. Uh, but Kate but no, like he, he like Oliver Queen's on the island. When it flashes back to the island, it shows that they're interrogating someone. Like they're just beating the piss out of someone. And they're like, do you know who this man is? And it turns out it's John Constantine. And he has a, like, oh, hello there, mate. Does anyone have a cigarette? And he escapes from this because he's like handcuffed and he says a spell and he gets out of the handcuff and he takes Oliver Queen hostage and Oliver Queen shows him to the location on this map that he has and in this map he Raiders of the Lost Ark finds this mystical thing mm-hmm. and Oliver Queen saves him from a trap 
And John Constantine has this whole speech and you're like, Nah, your boss isn't evil. I've seen true evil. I've seen some shit. He doesn't actually say that, but he does like some magic in front of he's like, Oliver I've Queen. Seen and he's like, NBC magic is real. Executives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um And so Oliver Queen saves him from a trap, and then John Constantine ends and he gives him his business card. He's like, I owe you one mate, and he gives him his card and Later in the episode, he's like, all of a queen, I haven't heard from you in a dog's age. And then he comes and he, he fixes things. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. Speedy describes him as a different kind of yummy. What? Yeah. Oh, Speedy's a girl. Yeah. You <laughs> 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 look genuinely perplexed for a second. That's crazy. They couldn't even make Constantine bisexual in the show. He's a different guy. I'm just picturing actual Speedy saying it. But Roy, what's his name? Harper. Roy Harper? Yeah. No, they just straight Old up Roy called Rogers. him Arsenal. It's a better name, arguably. It is a better name. <laughs> but it's a villain's name. Well, the whole thing, too, is like his little, like Oliver Queen's little sister, like he just called her Speedy. Mm-hmm. Is he missing an arm? No. He should be. He just called her Speedy, so when Roy Harper... Not, uh, not Oliver Queen. Right. Anyways, that's, that's all I had to say about Constantine. Like, he needed to be more on it. And Maybe they'll like toy with that. If, if, if there's any way that will get me back into this show, it will be him as a recurring character. He'll show up on Supergirl next. God, that would actually make me watch that show. It looks so bad. Yeah, it's not my thing. Um, maybe it'll be on Gotham. Oh That'd yeah, and it just it just it just turns out that Constantine's the Joker, fifty years older than Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he ages in real time in the comic books. He does. Well, he did. Oh. Um, they stopped with uh, New Fifty Two. Yeah, like he can't really be old. That would be gross. Nobody wants to read about. Well, by the by the time by the time it hit the end of Hellblazer, he was in his late fifties. That's disgusting. It's like your fucking. Who would age. read that? Yeah. Garbage. But. All right. Well, we got to be calling it quits. Yeah. Because uh, you got stuff to do. I've got stuff to do. Don't die here. Go, shit. Gotta go watch a movie. You gonna watch a Snoopy movie? Yeah, the Snoopy movie. The Spoopy movie. With spoopy skeletons. Are you going to watch that movie about chefs? No, I'm going to go see the documentary that my friend's opening. Oh, right, that one. Is it shot in 70 millimeter? I don't know what it's shot on. Is it shot in 48 frames per second? I don't even know what it is. I just it should be Facebook shot in 48 frames per second. She's like, I'm in New York. I'm opening my movie. You should come see it. 48 frames per second is the future of cinema. Well, obviously she shot it in 48 frames per second, and there are hobbits. Duh. Yeah. 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 Well, Not for nothing, but she works for Bad Hat Harry. Maybe it is a documentary on. Bad Hats? On what People happened Harry. with fucking Wolverine. Oh. You mean the now pointless movie? I saw. There was a box set at Best Buy uh, uh-huh. the other day. And you bought it. I did not. No, it was all the X Men movies. It was the X Men and Wolverine collection. Which I feel like. If you're gonna do that. Oh, it's just the called Wolverine, Wolverine and the Wolverine and X Men. Wolverine and the gangs. 
are just the Wolverine movies. Yeah. All of them. Right. It does. They're making include... another X Men. Why? It doesn't look like Ivan Ooze anymore. Did we ever mention that? Yeah, it's it's weird. What happened? It, it was it was Empire Magazine and Empire Magazine just no was it Empire or was it Entertainment Weekly? No, it was Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment shit. Weekly um, produced the Ivan Ooze picture, and it looks awful. But someone else, I think, close on production posted just um, a picture of the camera screen. Yeah, it looked great. It looked like Apocalypse. Right. So mm-hmm. either Blue. Entertainment Weekly doesn't know how to photograph things well, at all. Well, I see all. Storm with that mohawk, though. Yeah. I, so either Entertainment Weekly doesn't know how to photograph things, or maybe he just changes appearance. I don't know. So is this a complete retcon? Because Nightcrawler's in it. Uh, I feel like... I, this is on Who matter. fucking cares at this it's, point? There's time travel now. They could do whatever the, the fuck fight, they want. The X-Men movies have never really been great. No. Like, I think... The They've only one okay. that was truly very good was First Class. I think all the other ones were just fine. I think X2 is pretty solid. But 2 it's, is it's, probably the best of them, but... Yeah, out of the, out of the trilogy, the whole definitely, thing is, but... Yeah, the whole thing is that X-Men existed at a time when comic book movies were still bad. Like, it was before Spider-Man came out. Like, it, it was when movies... Comic book movies... The last big comic book movie that there was was Batman and Robin. And so for X-Men to have been as okay as it was, was a massive accomplishment. And I feel like in a world where we now have films like The Dark Knight, for these movies to simply just still be okay is unacceptable. This, this franchise has not evolved at all. It's stayed at its same level. And if you are going to keep it relevant, which I feel like Fox is trying to do, then it needs to be relevant in some capacity. But that's just my opinion. Thusly, it don't matter. Exactly. No one listens to this anyways. Right. So, um, get out of my house. I'm Tyler Pino. I'm Michael Holland. Get out of my house. 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 Get out of my house.